Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning, Thursday, May 10. Welcome to The Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. Let's begin with prayer. Yeah. Heavenly Father, as we uh, process in this week what it means to be called and uh, what it means to be following you, we ask God for your spirit to give us the courage to follow through on where you take us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm reading from Romans 1, 1 through 7, this time in the New International Version. Oh, good. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets and the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as to his early life was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the Son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. And you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Well, our uh, recalibrate question for today, reflecting on this particular text, is this. What are you willing to risk for Jesus? What are you willing to risk for Jesus? And, and I think I should probably give some context to that just to yeah, help. Yeah, because I don't see how that's connected to the text. Yeah, yeah. I think part of it is that is that um, the realization that Paul is writing something that's incredibly provocative uh, inside the text. When he talks about the gospel inside here, the good news, he declares the good news. And declaring the good news is that there actually is an alternative power. This alternative power is alternative to Caesar at the time. This power is unlike anything else that you could ever imagine. And so it is a very risky business that he's actually doing this. And in fact, what's interesting is that he sent to, out here, as we mentioned in the very beginning of the week here, we talked about Phoebe being the kind of person who goes out and speaks for this and shares this message out here. So Phoebe's out there sharing this message, speaking through reciting this, reading this message out there. I mean, this is pretty powerful stuff that's very risky for people to actually speak out loud in the public inside there. So the question, therefore, that came out of this was, what are you really willing to risk for Jesus? What is it that you think we should actually do to declare in the name of Jesus? That's such an interesting question because, I, well, I think just the idea of risk is interesting. Um, that, you know, on the one hand, many of us are risk avoidant, and yet it's a fallacy, kind of the illusion of control, to think that you can keep yourself safe, that you can have an easy life if you make certain choices. And I think that is a mistake that we often make, you know, that we maybe make this bargain that we're not going to risk anything because the possible outcome is too great, but you can end up having bad things happen to you anyway and still have made the wrong choices or have not stood up for things that you should have when you should have. Yeah, and, and then to look back in your life and ask yourself, you know, yeah. Is that, was it right? You was know, that it? maybe you were cowardly or mm -hmm. when you shouldn't have. I mean, everybody can relate to that at some point, probably. I, I think so. I think every single person at some point, if they're honest about 
how they live their life and how they do their walk. It's got to admit that sometimes maybe they were too silent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe yeah, it's you know, like, you know, what was the big deal? Why didn't I speak up about that? Uh-huh. I could have easily. And, yeah. you know, it wouldn't have cost that much. So we're, we're reading a book at the moment. Um, yeah, A Bigger Table, um, subtitled Building Messy, Authentic, and Hopeful Spiritual Community. It's by John Pavlovitz. Yeah. Fantastic book. And, uh, it's a good book. And, we're going uh, to a conference in about, well, it's the end of this month, I guess, starting yeah. on Memorial Day. Yeah. So it will be over in Uray, Colorado, and this is the book that is our assigned reading for that. So uh, as I was scanning through this book and reading most of the book, and I, I came to the end, uh, and uh, I read this one particular paragraph, and I and I just it just hit me as I read this paragraph, and I want to read this paragraph to you. You're because, way ahead of me. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, I am. But I, I just I think it's just kind of interesting because I didn't expect this to hit uh, and to come in this way. But this is what he says. He talks. Ends up talking about Paul just by chance. He says the Paul we meet. Uh, this is on page 178, by the way. And, and the title of this particular section and why I read this before I finished the book was because the last section... Oh, you section, skipped ahead. Ooh, I okay. did. I, I got then halfway through the book. Then. And uh, and then I, I suddenly went to the end and I saw a chapter called A Word for Pastors. Mm, so I thought, okay. let me read that little chapter and then let me finish the book off. And on page 178, it says this. The Paul we meet in the letters he writes to uh, to young church communities throughout the Roman Empire is a very different Paul from the one we first encounter in the book of Acts. There he's openly persecuting Christians, complicit in their arrest, imprisonment, and death, and doing so as a devout and learned Jew, a person of deep faith in God. After an encounter with Jesus, the path of Paul's life is beautifully altered, and he finds himself defending the very faith he assaulted. His conversion represents a 180-degree turnaround, we had been, but this change didn't represent inconsistency, heresy, hypocrisy, or worldliness. It was an honest response to the fresh revelation of God he'd received. Had Paul succumbed to the pressure to be silent for fear of being perceived as less godly, we'd be telling a far different faith story right now. And yet, we're in our faith communities have little tolerance for pastors and leaders who admit to being in a state of spiritual flux. We don't allow them to waver, never really allow them to grow either. We suppress the work of God in them. The Paul of Acts would have been branded the Paul of Romans, a rebellion against the Lord. Wow. So, well, I think that's so true not only of pastors, but in, of in the spiritual humans, yeah. world, I think a lot of people feel that they can't be honest about what they're thinking or how they're feeling or where they're at spiritually. Or where they're at in any way, because yeah. it's too it's too risky. Um, and you know, there's some truth I think to the idea that you have to be a little bit careful about how much um, you make public, because people don't always they don't always give you the benefit of the doubt. You know, you have to, I guess, recognize that there are risks that go with disclosing things about yourself. Yeah, I've, I've often wondered this, you know, where is the space that people have to do theology or to spend time in study? And, and we, we call this church, right? We, church, yeah. we call church the space where you can come, open the word of God, sit down, ask your hard questions. And God says, you know, through the scriptures, come, reason with me. He never says, come, don't ask any questions. And I think our church actually does does an okay job job of this. I think we do do quite well and that it's a pretty comfortable space. And I've often said I've enjoyed raising our kids as teenagers there, that I think that they've been able to 
be who they are and and not feel super, um, I don't know, forced into a mold. No, I, I think they actually been. I think they've had the freedom to be able to be and to be able to learn and to discover who God is and to be able to follow that as as time goes on. And I think that's actually really, really important for anybody's spiritual pathway and spiritual walk, being able to follow God, which is actually what God does with us every mm. single day. I, I I just wonder whether sometimes we have never really paused enough to ask ourselves, are we willing to risk something for Jesus? Are we willing to actually risk? And what is it that we're willing to risk for Jesus? What are we willing to stand up and be a voice? Well, in, and in that recognition, what I was talking about earlier, that you're always at risk anyway. Yes. Even if you're not intentionally taking risks. Yeah. And if you, and if you don't take the risk, do you look back on your life and say to yourself, well... I haven't been faithful to Jesus. Mm. So I, I wrestle through this often. Uh, I actually res- wrestle through this even when I'm writing sermons, when, when I think about what Scripture says, because Scripture is deeply transformative. It asks us to change all the time. Mm. And, I, and I ask myself, well, if, if we are being asked to change all the time, how is it that church doesn't change? Yeah, that's right? true. And because church, if, if we are Well, I think there is that fearfulness. You know, I think that going back to the risk thing... Um, I think even though we know that life is risk, et cetera, it's easier to accept um, maybe like an earthquake or a tornado bearing down on your home, and it's harder to accept being the architect of your own destruction. So you don't like to make mistakes that you could have not made that have led to some you know, terrible thing, and I think that paralyzes people quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, that, that's true for me, definitely. Well, today... As you guys process today, and we're going to approach this a little bit tomorrow, uh, a little bit more, just uh, think about what it is that God is asking you to risk and uh, what is it you're going to do in his name. Till then, uh, look after yourselves and live love. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.